I would like to introduce a novel perspective. The Korach story, in which a rebellion to leadership is resolutely struck down, can be misunderstood. It can be misunderstood as a warning signal to those who desire and dream of grandeur, to those other than the select few who, who aspire to rise high. One can see a dismissive wagging finger saying, uh-uh, settle for mediocrity or even lowness. That is a very uninspiring, dismissive and discouraging message. Rather, I would like to suggest we all aspire for godless. We all must seek to be great. Korach's mistake is his narrowness of vision, that he believes becoming great is to pursue one address, Moshe's role, the political leadership, or Aaron's role, Kohen Gadol. We all I those few select positions. When really what Korach needs is the broadness of perspective, the bigger vision to see how godless and greatness can come in many forms, and he must find the appropriate form and position for godless which corresponds to his neshama and his Hashem-given gifts. Let's tease this perspective out from the sources. There is a well-known Chazal in this week's parasha, which tells us that Korach had the goal to take on Moshe because of a prophetic vision he had. He saw Baruch HaKodesh that he would have a descendant named Shmuel, who is Shakal Tnek and Moshe Aaron, who is equal to Moshe and Aaron in stature. Now, Korach is a great man, Chazal tells us. So there must be meaning to this vision. It is not some sort of flight of prophetic fantasy. Shmuel is going to emerge from me biologically. But rather, in the emergence of Shmuel who is equal to Moshe and Aaron from Korach, Korach sees indication that his own persona is in fact equal to Moshe and Aaron's. That it is not a coincidence that he, Korach, is a patriarch of Shmuel who is equal to Moshe and Aaron. What this reflects is that he has the raw material to accomplish on the level of a Moshe and an Aaron combined. Well, this is not a false interpretation on Korach's part. Korach does have Moshe and Aaron-like potential, but not serving as Moshe and Aaron, but rather serving as Korach, which is a very different role. And we see this in the continuation of the above-cited Chazal. Chazal cite the Pasuk, from which we see that Shmuel, Korach's descendant, was equal to Moshe and Aaron. Listen carefully, with a sensitive ear. The Pasuk says as follows, Moshe va'aron be'kohanav, 
Moshe and Aaron with his Kohanim. Ushmuel Bekore Shemo. And Shmuel with those who call out to Hashem. So you see, Moshe and Aaron in the beginning of the Pasuk and Shmuel at the end of the Pasuk are paired together, reflecting an equivalency. But notice something. Much as this Pasuk equates Shmuel Korach's descendant to Moshe and Aaron, it makes it very clear that this equality is an equality of difference. Moshe of Aaron Bekoanov. Moshe and certainly Aaron's role is along with the Kohanim, is worshipping in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Mishkan. However, Shmuel Bekore Shemo. Shmuel's role is not along with the Kohanim, but rather Kore Shemo, with those who call out to Hashem, meaning those who have mastered the art of tefillah, the art of prayer, the informal, personal supplicating of Hashem, rather than the formality of Avoda, the role of the Kohanim. This is a very different role, a role which the Pasuk according to Chazal, is telling us, is equal to that of Moshe and Aaron, meaning as a leader of daveners, as a leader of those who have perfected the art of tefillah, meditation, and so forth, one can reach spiritual heights which are as meaningful as that which Aaron achieves along with his Kohanim. But it's a very, very different realm of accomplishment. And this understanding that Shmuel's role was not so much in the formal avot of the Kohanim, but rather wasn't Fila, resonates so splendidly in the story of Shmuel and Sefer Shmuel, beginning with his very birth, which happens due to his mother Hannah's sincerest of Tfila. A Tfila so sincere. She wants a child. A tefillah so sincere that it serves as the model in the Gemara for how we all are supposed to daven. So Shmuel's very birth is modeling tefillah. In fact, his very name Shmuel, the Navi says, is, fra- is a contraction of the phrase, Me Hashem I asked Hashem for him. I supplicated Hashem for this child. Hanath, the mother, says. His very name captures his mother's sincerity of tefillah. As his name, it informs his being, his persona, his essence. He is the embodiment of tefillah. Sincere, personal supplicating of Hashem. Tefillah as an avodah shabalev, as the heartfelt worship, as one speaks to his friend, we speak to Hashem. Very different than the formal avodah of the Kohanim. The formality, the public position of emotion, Aaron and the Kohanim at large. An entirely different sphere of life. Much more inward than the outward role of the, of the Kohanim. So here we have in this Pasuk, as explained by Chazal, the notion of equally meaningful roles, but achieved in very different ways. And the notion that one can achieve godless, not necessarily in the public sphere, 
but rather in the private, personal sphere of meditation, of tefillah, of internal development, and lead others in that regard. Shmuel Bakari Shemok. Shmuel is the leader of those who daven this way. This is the alternative approach for godless, which is open and pursued by Shmuel. And I would suggest by inference in this Chazal, the original Chazal we quoted about Korach, citing this Pasuk in regard to Korach's dreams of glory, that he saw Shmuel descending from him, who was equal to Moshe and Aaron. Well, how powerful now to realize that the mistake of Korach, the misinterpretation of this prophecy, was in his lack of understanding that equal can be different, that his descendant becomes like Moshe and Aaron, like Moshe and Aaron in terms of meaning of accomplishment, but through very different behaviors. And that should have been what Korach did. The message of our story, of our Korach story, is not at all dismissive or finger-wagging. Settle. Settle for mediocrity or lowness. Don't aspire for high callings. No. The aspiration for godless is innate to every Yiddish Neshama. What we need is the broadness of perspective. The Big thinking, not to eye a few select positions of political leadership or the like as the sole expressions of greatness, which leads us to envy and dueling with each other for those few select positions, but rather the confidence in self, in personal vision, in personal neshama, I will find the role which is right for me, in which I can thrive, using my kaychas hanafesh. There is no room for rivalry then at all. The Rabona Sha'olam's world carries infinite possibilities. We can all find our niche, niche and do great things, scale to the highest heights of godless and in a way which does not detract from anyone else.